What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. Hi, I'm Annalise from Maine. Everyone who knew me thought I was the luckiest girl ever. I was born to millionaire parents. I had tons of friends, and with my long, lovely hair, I looked like a princess out of a freaking Disney movie. But I was also living with a dark secret. I had a condition called Werner Syndrome. That meant I would start aging really fast when I got to high school. I'd be a teenager with gray hair and wrinkles. The doctors predicted it would happen around the time I turned 16. Each birthday was just another reminder of the ticking clock. Come on, Annalise, have a slice of cake. Or at least put on the costume I bought you. It's Halloween too, remember? Is it an old witch costume with a white-haired wig and an old lady mask? No, thank you. One day when I was 14, I was getting ready for school when my live-in servant and BFF, Marie, came running into the room. Oh my god, did you hear the news? Raven, the famous model, is going to be a new student at our school. <coughs> and I hear he just broke up with his girlfriend, so he's single. Eh, <coughs> You know models aren't my type. I'm more into nerdy, bookish guys. Whatever, he's mine then. But maybe you should take these next couple of years to date a jock or model. I mean, your boyfriend choices will be kind of limited afterwards. Most guys don't want to date girls who look like 80-year-olds. Ugh, let's not talk about that right now. I still have some time, and I plan on living my life to the fullest until then. I lent Maria some of my nicest clothes before we went off to school. She made me promise never to tell anyone she was a servant, and in return, she promised not to tell anyone about my condition. Our little pact worked perfectly for me. Later that day, I was studying in the library when suddenly, I felt someone watching me. I turned to see some guy dressed in fancy clothes and earrings snapping pictures of me. Don't mind me. I'm designing some jewelry and I'm just photographing your bracelet. Dude, you can't just go around photographing people without their consent. Excuse me, do you know who I am? I'm a popular model. Well, I quit modeling a year ago, but now I own a successful jewelry business. I can do what I want. Holy crud, it was Raven, the guy Marie had been talking about. I don't care who you are. The rules of basic respect still apply to you. With that, I pushed Raven's phone away from me and it ended up shattering on the floor. Are you kidding me? I had all of my photos in there. Why would you do that? We both got kicked out of the library after that. Raven gave me dirty looks whenever I walked by him. So what? A hot guy was taking your picture. I'd kill for that kind of attention. No, you wouldn't. That guy was nothing but a creepy jerk. And I don't feel bad at all for breaking his phone. Later that week, I was in ceramics class feeling totally relaxed when Raven snuck up behind me and told me I was doing everything wrong. Hey, you're not the teacher. Well, I've been doing this for years, so you could learn something from me. First things first, you're supposed to cup your hands like this. Raven's hand started guiding mine, and for some reason, I felt my heart race. Then suddenly, some girl burst into the classroom glaring at Raven. I've been trying to track you down for days. Breaking up with me was a huge mistake. You are so gonna regret it. To my horror, the girl ran over to Raven and jumped on him. Get off of me right now, or I'm gonna call the cops. But the girl had Raven's wrists pinned to the floor. So I stepped in and lifted her off him with all my strength. Luckily, our teacher called security before Raven's ex could attack me. Wow, 
You saved me from getting murdered by my psycho ex. I owe you one. Not really. I already smashed your phone and didn't pay you for it. I'm sorry about that. Nah, I should have asked your permission before photographing your bracelet. We got off on the wrong foot. How about we start over? I could go for that. And I guess I could use your help with the bowl I'm making. Raven laughed and I felt my heart race again. What was that about? I decided not to dwell on it and from that day, we became good friends. I learned Raven had to quit modeling to focus on his studies and his jewelry making business. Modeling was just something his parents made him do. He was the most creative person I have ever met. And over time, I developed feelings for him, but I never said anything. I knew he didn't feel the same way about me. One evening, I came home late after exercising, and when I walked into the living room, I almost fell over in shock. Raven and Marie were kissing on the couch. Um, what's going on? Can you believe it? Raven and I are dating now. I've had a crush on him for ages, and I finally got the courage to ask him out, and he said yes. I guess it's just confusing because you guys haven't really talked much or hung out before. Uh, well, it all kind of happened really fast. Maybe it was fate or something. Don't worry, Annalise. Just because Marie is my girlfriend now doesn't mean we can't hang out. Don't worry about her, babe. She's obviously happy for us. Marie started kissing Raven again. I just wanted to tell her to get away from him, the guy that I loved. But I didn't want Raven finding out how I felt about him. I cried myself to sleep for weeks and tried to hide how heartbroken I was from Raven and Marie. Then one morning, I was in the courtyard when I saw a mob of girls squealing by the parking lot. I walked over to see what was going on, and that's when Raven came running up to me. Please, kill me right now. My idiot brother Grant is on vacation from modeling school and is coming to visit. I can't believe my parents favor that idiot over me now, all because I quit modeling. Raven looked really upset and I was about to comfort him when suddenly his brother came right up to me and wow, he was gorgeous. My oh my, Raven. Is this the new lady in your life you were telling me about? No, this is Annalise, my best friend. My girlfriend should be here any minute. So, you're telling me this girl is single? How would you like to go to Italy for a day in my private jet? No way. She's not about to let a stranger take her to a foreign country. How about you let her decide? I kind of liked how protective Raven was over me, even if it was just because he hated his brother. But as soon as Marie arrived, Raven had to go, and Grant continued to treat me like a queen. And by the end of the day, he asked me on a date, and I said yes. He was lovely. What was the harm in it? Plus, I wanted to move on from Raven. But when Raven found out I was going out with his brother, he was enraged. How could you do this? Going out with Grant is the worst betrayal ever. Why? You're already dating my best friend. Me dating your brother isn't that different. Except my brother is my enemy that steals all of my parents' love. And you're my best friend. It's just too much. Okay, okay. If it's that important to you, I won't date Grant. But the damage had already been done. Raven blocked me on all social media, and whenever we were in school, he totally avoided me. There was nothing I could do to win him back. So I started going out with his brother and tried to forget about him. Except after a few weeks, I discovered that even though Grant was handsome and sweet, we had nothing in common. One afternoon, I was sitting at this boring lunch he'd taken me to, and I made up a lame excuse to leave. I decided to take a walk on the beach when suddenly I spotted someone there. It was Raven. What are you doing here? Please don't yell at me. I just wanted to say hi. I wasn't going to yell at you. The truth is, I miss you. 
and I totally support you dating my brother if it makes you happy, just like you supported me dating Marie. Also, I'm collecting seashells to make a necklace out of. Wanna help me? I'd love to. Raven and I spent hours collecting shells, and as the sun started to set, Raven asked a stranger to take pictures of us with our bag of shells. You two make such a sweet couple. Actually, I have a girlfriend and she has a boyfriend, but she's still one of the most important people in the world to me. Raven put his arm around me as the lady took our picture, and I just wished he could just hold me like that forever. I was still thinking about him when I got home, but just as I walked through the front door, I saw a shadow come towards me and I jumped. Where were you, Annalise? I'm just curious. Um, I was with Raven. He decided he wanted to be friends again. Well, it's just that I was on Instagram and I saw Raven posted a picture of you two collecting seashells together and his arm is around you? How very romantic. Marie, it wasn't like that. I ran into him by accident. I know it may be hard to believe that any guy would like me better than you, but guess what? Raven prefers this dirty servant over your royal highness. And in case you weren't keeping track, your 16th birthday is in 10 days. I guess then the princess's hair will finally turn gray and her face will turn wrinkled and ugly. Just because I'll look different doesn't mean my life has to be over. I can still be happy. Marie just smirked at me and walked off, but her words really got to me. I woke up every morning filled with dread and counted down the days till my birthday. Raven could tell something was wrong and he kept asking me about it at lunch. She's just distracted studying for exams. Plus, why do you care about what's going on with her? Because she's my friend? What kind of question is that, Marie? Annalise, I know something's been up with you. Why can't you just tell me? I wanted to tell Raven about my condition so badly, but I was worried I'd freak him out, so I kept my mouth shut. On the night of the birthday, Marie told me she had a surprise for me in the living room. I've been kind of hard on you these past few weeks. I just got jealous when Raven posted that photo, but we're still besties, and I made you a present. Perfect for Halloween. Wow, that's really sweet. But when Marie showed me my present, my stomach did a somersault. She'd made a doll that looked exactly like me, wearing my exact clothes. She also had pins in her. I had to leave the sewing pins in place to hold her together. I thought we could have a ceremony to say goodbye to the young Annalise. All little girls grow up eventually and get older, right? Before I could answer, Marie tossed the doll into the fireplace. Oh my god! Okay, you're freaking me out. I think you want my condition to ruin my life. Because, I don't know, you're jealous of me or something? Maybe I am, maybe I'm not. All I know is, it's my time to be the pretty and popular one now, not just your little servant girl. I couldn't be around her for another minute, so I went upstairs to watch MSA videos and collect my thoughts. After that night, I avoided Marie and Raven and told Grant I couldn't date him anymore. I even refused to go to school. Too much was happening too fast. And a few months later, I started aging and my hair slowly started turning white. So everywhere I went, I wore a scarf around my hair and face. Then one day, someone knocked at the door and my heart jumped to see that it was Raven. Annalise, is that you? Why are you dressed like that? Just leave me alone, please. You won't understand. You know what? No, you've ghosted me for months and I came here to check to see if you were okay. Suddenly, I started to cry and told Raven everything. Then I took off my layers to reveal what I looked like. Well, what do you think? How could you keep a secret like this from me? Annalise, I have to go. This is just too much. 
With that, Raven walked out the door and I felt totally shaken up. He had left because he thought I was hideous, and I was. Someone knocked on my door, and it was Mom and Elise. Marie won't be working for us anymore. I discovered that she's mentally ill and wanted to hurt you. Marie made over a thousand dolls of you with pins in them. I guess she was trying to do some evil spell and I found them in her closet. She's in an asylum now. I was lost for words. I knew Marie was jealous of me and had been acting weird lately, but I had no idea it had gone so far. At least her new boyfriend is visiting her. His name is Grant, so I guess she's his problem now. Wait, Marie was dating Grant? Did that mean Raven and Marie had broken up? I wanted to call him and ask him, but after the way he'd left me last night, I didn't want to speak to him. But later that night, I heard a knock on my window, and it was Raven. What are you doing here? I thought I'm too ugly for you to look at. What are you talking about? I never said you were ugly. I was just shocked that you'd kept your condition a secret. I am so sorry I made you feel that way. Can you come outside with me, please? Raven sounded really sincere, so I agreed to sit with him in our front yard. I'm sorry I kept this a secret from you. I was just worried I'd scared you away. You could never scare me away. Suddenly, Raven took my hand and looked into my eyes. You know, I broke up with Marie a couple of months ago. I've been wanting to end things with her for ages. And since you broke up with Grant, I guess those two got together. What do you mean you've been wanting to break up with Marie? I never loved her. The truth is, I loved you, but I thought you didn't feel the same way. So when Marie asked me out, I just said yes. She was pretty, and she was your best friend, so I'd still be close to you. Raven, I've been in love with you ever since we became friends. I just never had the courage to tell you. And I knew this would happen, so I didn't think you'd want me anyway. But I do still want you. And Annalise, your hair looks like starlight. Ugh, another day in this insufferable place. It's lunchtime, and I'm sitting alone at my usual spot in the cafeteria. The buzzing noise of other students fills the air like an obnoxious soundtrack. Great. I take a bite of my mediocre lunch, trying to ignore the stares. You see, I have these, well, crazy eyes. They change color and pattern depending on my emotions, making me a walking mood ring. I guess I'm like a living meme. The mockery of the century. Suddenly, my best friend, Hanako, slides into the seat across from me. This overly enthusiastic girl is the only one who can tolerate my sarcasm. And, well, my eyes. Kazumi, did you see the new meme about the doge to the moon thing? It's hilarious! I roll my eyes. If only they could send me to the moon and away from all this drama. Wow, Hanako. Such meme. Much originality. She giggles and shows me the meme on her phone. I'll admit it's pretty funny, but I'd rather not give her the satisfaction. You know, with your crazy eyes, you could become a meme too. Just think about it. My eyes flicker to a neon green with a lightning bolt pattern. Really, Hanako? As if I need more attention. Oh, I can see it now. Crazy eyes, Kazumi. The internet sensation who puts all other memes to shame. Suddenly, a paper ball hits the side of my head. I glance up to see Yuji smirking from a nearby table. Yuji, the popular guy who loves to make my life miserable. Hey, crazy eyes! Wanna show us some of your tricks? His friends laugh, and my eyes narrow, turning a fiery red with smoke patterns. I clench my fists, trying to hold back my anger. 
Just ignore them, Kazumi. They're not worth your time. Hanako reaches across the table, giving my hand a reassuring squeeze. Don't let them get to you, Kazumi. You're way cooler than them. <sighs> Thanks, Hanako. But sometimes I just wish I was normal. She looks at me with sympathy. I appreciate her concern, but I can't help feeling like a burden. Later, as I walk through the school hallways, I can't shake off the feeling that I'm being watched. I pause, glancing around. Suddenly, I spot a flashy girl with a camera in her hand, quickly snapping a picture of me. Hey, crazy eyes! You're gonna be famous soon. I frown, watching her hurry off. Why can't I just be left alone? Great. Another wannabe paparazzo. Can't wait for my inevitable rise to fame. When I reach my locker, I find a note taped to it. Meet me on the rooftop after school. I have something important to tell you. Oh, how original. A rooftop rendezvous. I can't wait to find out who my secret admirer is. My eyes shift to a deep blue with question mark patterns. I can't help but feel a mix of curiosity and annoyance. Just who could this mysterious note lever be? Might as well find out. If nothing else, it'll be a good laugh. The school day drags on, each class more tedious than the last. I can hardly wait for the final bell to ring. As it does, I quickly gather my things and head for the rooftop. The anticipation is killing me. Or maybe it's just indigestion from the cafeteria food. As I open the rooftop door, I'm greeted by a gentle breeze and the sight of Yuto, the quiet guy, who's always been somewhat of an enigma to me. My eyes shift to a pale pink with swirls, signaling my surprise and confusion. Hey, Kazumi, I've been waiting for you. Really? You're the one who left the note? What's the catch? <laughs> no catch. I just wanted to talk to you about your eyes. I cross my arms, not entirely convinced by his friendly demeanor. What about them? Are you here to make fun of me too? No, not at all. Actually, I wanted to tell you that I think they're amazing. My eyes widen, turning a bright yellow with star patterns. This was unexpected. Wait, you're serious? You don't think they're freakish? No way! I think your eyes make you unique and special, and I'm not the only one. There's a whole online community who would love to see them. What? Like some kind of crazy eye fetish group? <laughs> no, no! It's a group of people who celebrate unique abilities, like yours. I think you'd fit right in. I can't help but crack a small smile. Maybe Yuto isn't as bad as I thought, but a part of me is still skeptical. So what? I just start posting pictures of my eyes online and suddenly I'm a star? Why not? You never know what could happen. Embrace your unique ability and show the world what you've got. I look out over the school grounds, thinking about his words. Could I really turn my so-called curse into something positive? The thought is both terrifying and exhilarating. Maybe it's time to stop hiding in the shadows. Let's see if the world is ready for Crazy Eyes Kazumi. With a newfound sense of determination, I look back at Yuto. Alright, I'll give it a shot. But if I become a meme, it's on you. We both laugh as we walk back into the school building. My eyes now a kaleidoscope of colors, reflecting my whirlwind of emotions. Little did I know, my life was about to take an unexpected turn. Over the next few weeks, Yuto helps me set up an online presence. We create profiles on various social media platforms and start posting pictures and videos of my eyes in action. It's a strange experience, but also kind of fun. Who knew there were so many hashtags for unique eyes? Slowly but surely, I start to gain followers. People are fascinated by my eyes, leaving comments ranging from amazing 
statue, are they even real? Wow, it's like I've discovered a whole new world of validation. My self-esteem has never been higher. Yuto just laughs and continues to encourage me. He's always there, helping me come up with new ideas and cheering me on. I have to admit, it's nice to have someone in my corner. One day, as we're scrolling through my latest posts, I notice a message from a talent agency. They want to represent me and help me turn my unique eyes into a brand. My eyes flash to a vibrant purple with exclamation points, reflecting my shock and excitement. Is this for real? They want me to become a model or something? Told you your eyes were amazing. This is just the beginning, Kazumi. The world is gonna love you. As much as I want to maintain my sarcastic facade, I can't help but feel a surge of happiness. Maybe my eyes really can bring something positive to my life. Well, I guess it's time to take the world by storm. One crazy-eyed selfie at a time. Together, Yuto and I dive headfirst into the world of modeling, endorsements, and even a TV appearance or two. It's surreal and chaotic, but also incredibly exciting. My life has become a whirlwind of photo shoots, interviews, and autographs. It's like I'm living in some kind of bizarre alternate reality. I went from being the outcast to the star attraction. Through it all, Yuto remains by my side, offering support and guidance. Our friendship grows stronger, and I find myself wondering if there might be something more between us. <sighs> Love and fame. It's like a cliched drama waiting to happen. But as my fame continues to rise, so does the pressure. I struggle to balance school, my personal life, and my newfound career. The constant attention and scrutiny wear on me, and I begin to feel trapped. I wanted to be accepted for my crazy eyes, but now it feels like they're all anyone sees. Is this really what I wanted? As I sit on the rooftop, reflecting on the whirlwind my life has become, Yuto finds me. A concerned look on his face. Kazumi, are you okay? You've been really quiet lately. I look at him, my eyes a stormy gray with raindrop patterns, revealing my inner turmoil. I don't know, Yuto. I thought fame would make me happy, but it just feels... overwhelming. He sits down beside me, offering a comforting presence. It's okay to feel overwhelmed. You've been through a lot. Just remember... You're more than just your crazy eyes. You're Kazumi, and that's what really matters. As his words sink in, my eyes slowly shift to a soft blue with a gentle wave pattern. Maybe there's more to me than just my eyes, and it's time to find out who I really am, beyond the fame and the memes. I couldn't believe my eyes. A hidden camera! Right in my room! This couldn't be happening! Who installed it? And how did I not see it? Hi. My name's Susan, and you would never believe the story I'm about to tell you. I wouldn't believe it either, and to be honest, I still don't. I'll start by saying that ever since I was a kid, I've been considered weird. Yeah, my hobbies are not what you'd call ordinary. I used to watch videos about conspiracy theories. I believed in ghosts and the afterlife. I saw signs in everything. My friends and parents had gotten used to my peculiarities a long time ago. My mom and dad were more concerned that I was doing well in school and not hanging with shady people. My friends, on the other hand, appreciated my sense of humor and openness. And all was well until the night when I first noticed something strange. My friends and I were coming home from the movie theater, discussing the movie and making plans. Usually, we walk together to the same intersection, and then we go our separate ways home. We wished each other goodnight, exchanged jokes, and I turned onto my street. I was in a good mood. 
I walked past the houses and smiled to myself. But the smile disappeared from my face when I put my hand in my pocket to get my headphones. The pocket was empty. Oh, damn. I lost my headphones that my parents had given me for my birthday years ago. Maybe I dropped them on the way? <sighs> With a sigh, I headed back to the intersection, hoping that my headphones were still lying on the pavement somewhere. As I turned to the corner, however, I instantly forgot about losing them. My friends, who seemed to have gone home at the same time as I did, were standing at the same intersection where we said goodbye, arguing about something. I froze and opened my mouth to call out to my friends. Suddenly, Owen saw me. It's Susan, he yelled. The guy's faces changed and they started running away. I was still standing at the intersection, not really sure what was going on. I had no choice but to turn around and go home, giving up on my lost headphones. So, what was that all about? I asked this question in our shared chat room. What do you mean? Owen replied immediately. Don't make a fool out of me. I saw you at the intersection. You ran away as soon as you saw me. The chat was silent for about five minutes. I saw the guys were typing something, but they never sent it. I could bet that outside of the chat, they were discussing how to respond. You're making things up again, Susan. Finally wrote Tori. Did you watch your weird reptiloid videos all night again? The others responded with smiley faces. Oh, really? Of course, the best defense is offense. And actually, reptiloids do exist. I'll see how these geniuses laugh when the lizards take over the planet. I decided not to respond and tossed the phone aside. And these are my best friends. I watched the notifications from the shared chat up on my phone all evening, but I didn't respond. Surely, they were making wisecracks about my imagination. But the strange things didn't stop there. In the morning on my way down to breakfast, I heard my parents talking, and I almost fell down the stairs. They clearly weren't ready for me to get up so early. What do we need to talk about? Dad asked. I'd never had time to read the message. I had a lot of work to do. John, you're being irresponsible about your role. Mom answered, We need to say that Anne Jacqueline is sick, and we need to visit her next week. That doesn't sound believable, to be honest. Well, what can I do? They told me to improvise, and I last acted in a school play about 20 years ago. What does it all mean? What kind of roles are they talking about? Meanwhile, my parents finished their strange conversation, and my mother shouted, Susan, breakfast is ready! I had to go downstairs and pretend I didn't hear anything. Of course, my appetite was out of the question. Thoughts swirled in my head, one more suspicious than the next. My friends obviously wanted to discuss something without me. This has never happened before. We always did everything together and had no secrets from each other. My parents were up to something too and made up some crazy story about Aunt Jacqueline. Just so you understand, my Aunt Jacqueline is a very rich and very unpleasant person. Even on her deathbed, she wouldn't want to have poor people like us hanging around her. So, the story my parents were going to tell me was a total fail. But that's not what surprised me. They said to improvise. Who's they? Ugh, all this weirdness is worthy of the Shane Dawson channel. I'd love to jump to a conclusion or two, but I had absolutely no clue as to what was going on. I wanted to keep a closer eye on my parents' behavior, and 
but I decided not to communicate with my friends at all for now. I was so offended by what they said. I was so angry that they made me look like a freak. So I'll let them hang out without me until they admit what they did was wrong. And they can explain their bizarre behavior. Well, for the next few days, my parents didn't raise any suspicions, as if they knew I was watching them closely. We usually spent Friday nights together. We'd have a nice dinner, and then we'd sit in front of the TV and watch a movie. We have a rule in our family. We take turns choosing a movie. One week it was mom, next week it was dad, and the week after, it was my turn. If it wasn't for this rule, I would have only survived family movie nights for a couple of months. My parents would usually pick some old movie, and I would almost fall asleep in the middle of it. But when it was my turn, we always had a great time. Well, at least I did. This Friday, I was out of luck. My mother, as usual, chose some old sob story. But this time, I didn't manage to get any sleep. The movie was called The Truman Show, and it was about a man who one day discovers that his whole life was a reality show. There were cameras everywhere. Every event in his life was directed by a genius producer. And the people, even those closest to him, are just actors playing parts. I forgot how to breathe. The credits were rolling on the screen, and I still couldn't get my thoughts together. Susan, is everything okay? Mom put her hand on my shoulder. Yeah. I stared at her. They said to improvise. Mom's words played in my head like a broken record, and my friends discussing something behind my back and then pretending it didn't happen. This couldn't be happening. Of course I couldn't sleep that night. Rolling from side to side, I tried to calm down and prove to myself that there was no reality show featuring me. It was a ridiculous idea. I could write a book with my wild imagination. I decided to bring my teddy bear Barney to bed. When I was a kid, he always helped me fall asleep quickly. But at some point, I decided that sleeping with a teddy bear at my age was stupid. Since then, Barney had settled on the shelf above my desk. I haven't picked him up for such a long time, and I wish I hadn't. Once I looked at his cute face, I screamed and dropped the toy on the floor. No way! As I took Barney into my hands again and looked closely, I felt my insides freeze. A hidden camera. It was installed in the right eye of my teddy bear. Who installed it? And what was it filming? Is my whole life a scripted show? Like in that movie? My parents came running into the room. When my mom saw Barney in my arms, she gasped and stared at my dad. Why didn't you tell me the truth? I screamed. What do you mean? Dad looked at mom disapprovingly. Didn't you tell her everything? I should have, but I forgot. Susan, it's... You forgot? I threw the bear to the floor. Forgot to tell me that my whole life is a stupid reality show. And you're complete strangers to me. How could you forget that? Honey, Dad said softly. Don't be so dramatic. What's he talking about? What do you mean dramatic? Now I knew what that strange remark from Mom meant. My parents suggested we talk about this in the morning over breakfast without getting too emotional. They took Barney and cautiously left the room, clearly afraid of making me more angry. I was in shock. What was I supposed to do now? Where to go if everything around me isn't real? I grabbed my phone and opened the group chat room. 
My friends, for days now have been trying in vain to work things out with me by sending me funny stickers and asking how I was doing and how long I was going to stay mad. Stay mad? I know everything! Despite the late hour, my message was immediately read by everyone in the chat room. Barry was the first to respond. I knew it was a stupid idea. Well, you should have thought of something different, Monica replied. Susan, we're sorry we tricked you. We had no other choice. Owen added a crying smiley face. I started typing, feeling tears well up in my eyes. What do you mean there was no other way out? My whole life is ruined. Now I don't know what's true and what's a lie. Who are my real friends and who are the actors who are paid to pretend to be my friends? Uh, Sue? You're obviously overreacting, Tori said. I felt like smashing the phone against the wall. Overreacting? My whole life is a freaking reality show, and I'm overacting? Susan, I don't really understand what you mean. Barry stepped in again. We just wanted to surprise you. I know those headphones were dare to you, but the ones we got you are mind-blowing. What other headphones? I was totally confused about what was going on. And then my friends, interrupting each other, began to tell me their vision of what was happening. As it turned out, they'd long noticed that my headphones were barely alive. Barry, Owen, Tori, and Monica decided to chip in and buy me the coolest new headphones. And to make sure I would use them, they decided to steal my old headphones. And that's what my friends did that day at the movie theater. I swear, Sue, you're gonna go crazy when you hear those basses, raved Owen. Wait a minute. You wrote that you knew everything. What did you mean by that? I didn't know what to answer, Tori. I didn't want to look any weirder than I was. Okay, this part of the story seemed pretty believable. But what the hell was up with the camera in my room? That's what my parents told me at breakfast. We installed hidden cameras a long time ago, Mom explained. There's more than one in the house, one per room. But don't worry, we only turn them on when the whole family goes on vacation. I should have told you about it, but I forgot. I got carried away. Actually, it's strange that you've only noticed them now, dear. Daddy frowned. How do you clean your room? Again, the best defense is a good offense. But what about the one sentence that scarred me so much? Our friends invited us to a spa hotel next week to relax, to have fun, Mom said. We were embarrassed that we weren't taking you with us, and we didn't want you to think we were tired of you. To be honest, I still didn't fully believe their explanations. Too many coincidences, don't you think? Or maybe I am living in a reality show. But then, how do I know for sure? Please, share your opinion in the comments. And if you like my story, subscribe to our channel and like this video. I woke up to a loud pop. Frightened, I called out for my boyfriend. Tom? Tom! But Tom wasn't there. So I had to find out what had happened. I cautiously looked through the window. I saw my boyfriend coming down the drain pipe. And some girl was loading bags into it. One of the bags burst. And our family jewels scattered all over the pavement. You can't imagine how shocked I was. Tom, what's going on? I yelled. The guy, meanwhile, jumped to the ground, walked over to the girl, and kissed her defiantly. Then he shouted, I used you to steal your family's money. The whole world came crashing down at the same moment. Tears rolled down my face. 
Stop. You probably don't know what's going on at all, do you? Let me start from the beginning. My name's Lissa. My parents own a huge factory. And we're rich. Very rich. How did I meet Tom? And why didn't I realize right away that he was pretending to steal our mansion? One day, I was walking through the mall with my friend Lily. We walked from store to store until we reached the most expensive boutique in town. The name spoke for itself. Luxury. Once inside, we immediately noticed the stunning shoes. Gold color, decorated with rhinestones. Unbelievable. The price was not significant. $200,000. But I fell in love with them at first sight. So without thinking twice, I took the shoes to the checkout counter. I was greeted there by a guy with the name Tom on his badge. Did you see the price? He asked in surprise. Yes, 200000 Here's the credit card. Tom almost dropped his jaw as he processed my purchase. He packed my shoes very carefully, and Lily and I headed for the exit. Suddenly, Tom called out to us in an uncertain voice. Excuse me, I'm going to finish soon. Would you like to have some coffee? Lily and I looked at each other, and then, without even turning around, we laughed out loud. We found the idea of going out for coffee with an ordinary salesman hilarious. My friend and I said goodbye in the parking lot. As I was driving down the highway, in my rearview mirror, I noticed a suspicious car that seemed to be following me. Even pulling into the grounds of my mansion, I saw the same car drive by slowly. Maybe it was just a coincidence, and he was on his way. I walked into the house, a huge mansion on the outskirts of town. Already in the bedroom, I unpacked my purchase. I twirled in the shoes in front of the mirror for a while. Very beautiful. I wish I could have gone to school in them and wowed everyone. Even though my family was one of the richest in town, I still had to go to an ordinary school with children from poor families. Unfortunately, there were no other schools in the area. Oh, what a contingent it was. For example, the next day while I was walking down the hall, some nitwit shoved me, which caused the books I was carrying to scatter all over the floor. What a jerk! I gritted through my teeth. I agree. Someone handed me one of the books. I looked up and saw the cashier from the store. Tony? I asked in surprise. Tom, actually. Actually, I don't care. I'm new here. Can you show me around the school? I laughed out loud without another word. Carried on with my business. At the end of the day, there was a nasty surprise waiting for me in the parking lot. One of my tires was flat. Oh, crap. Wow, that looks like a serious puncture. Tom whistled. It was like he'd appeared out of thin air. I was not in the mood and barked. Piss off. Okay, just wanted to help you with changing the tire. Wait. <sighs> I sighed heavily. The spares in the trunk. Tom jacked the car up and replaced the tire. He did it easily, like he'd been doing it since he was a kid. When he was done, the guy asked me, how about a cup of coffee now? Just for a little while? I only said yes because he helped me. Tom nodded and jumped in the car. We drove to a coffee shop nearby. At first, Tom struck me as very chatty, but I had to admit, his stories were very funny. One of them made me laugh so hard, <laughs> I even got coffee coming out of my nose. After the cafe, I volunteered to give Tom a ride home, but he politely declined. 
I shook my hands, started the car, and drove off. I could forget about the meeting, but at dinner, I accidentally spilled grape juice on the white tablecloth, and in the red stain spreading across the table, I suddenly saw Tom's face. There were his cheekbones, his forehead, his funny ears. I admired the stain and sighed languidly. My mother's voice brought me back to reality. Maybe you can help me take off the tablecloth. Okay, Mom. I spent the rest of the evening cleaning the stain and thinking about Tom. This had never happened to me before. I think I'm in love. When I met Lily at school the next day, I told her everything. My friend frowned. That Tom came out of nowhere. Don't you think that's weird? You're right. I should have gotten some information about him. Lily was worried about me. She was my best friend, and she was the only one who could deal with my hot temper. And what was our surprise? When we met Tom again outside the school, in his hand, he held a glass of coffee. Here, your favorite, with almond syrup, I remembered. The guy winked. Oh, thanks, but Lily and I have to run. I grabbed a glass, and my friend and I quickly left. I needed a break to find out who this Tom really was. So at night, I planned to check all social media and find out more about him, but not until after the gym, which I did every Wednesday. I stayed a little longer than usual that day, so I had to walk through the dark parking lot to get to my car. Just when I was opening the door, I heard a whistle. When I turned around, I saw the figure of a huge boogeyman emerge from the semi-darkness. He muttered, Beautiful car. Must be expensive. His stone gave me a good scare. I wanted to run away, but my legs stopped responding. I'll call the police! But it wasn't so easy to scare the man. He had already stretched out his arms to grab me. I squeezed my eyes shut with fear. But a few seconds passed, and nothing happened. I cautiously opened my eyes and saw Tom. Next to the guy was the defeated boogeyman lying on the pavement. He was shaking his fist and screaming in pain. Come on, let's get out of here, shouted my savior. You, you saved me, I whispered. Tom put me in the passenger seat, and he jumped behind the wheel. The car screeched out of the parking lot. I told Tom the address of my house. When we pulled up outside the mansion, the guy exclaimed, Wow, this house is huge. While he admired the mansion, I admired him. It was great that he'd saved me and brought me home unharmed. Tom started to say something, but I didn't listen. I clung to my savior and kissed him. Tom hugged me, and we kissed for a few more minutes. However, it was time to say goodbye. At home, I couldn't stop thinking about my Prince Charming, and I fell asleep with a smile on my lips. So, did you find out who Tom really is? Lily asked me the next morning. Yes, he's my hero. My savior. My friend was confused when she heard me say that, but I didn't have time to go into details. I wanted to see Tom as soon as possible. So I invited him over to my house for dinner. Come over tonight and I'll show you around the mansion. I'm sorry, but I'm not ready to meet your parents yet. He hesitated. Don't worry, they're gone for the weekend. Tom closed his locker, smiled and nodded. In the evening, I met him on the doorstep and we had a real tour of my house. We visited almost every room. But for some reason, that study interested him the most. He was looking around with a keen eye. He was especially interested in my dad's safe. Tom kept looking at it and then suddenly started asking strange questions. When did your mom and dad meet? 
when were you born, and your parents. I was glad that Tom wanted to know more about me and my family, so I gladly answered all of his questions. After the tour, I invited the boy over to the table. We ate and chatted happily, and then Tom poured me my favorite grape juice. I was extraordinarily lucky to meet you here to our meeting, and you. Bottoms up. Wonderful toast, Tom. We clanked glasses, and I drank the juice. Suddenly, my phone rang. It was Lily. I had to leave the table, go up to my room, and answer it. My friend was really hysterical. She was screaming. I checked it out. Tom the burglar. No way. I couldn't hear another word. My ears were ringing. My eyes were getting blurry, and my legs buckled, and I fell down. The last thing I remembered was Tom's sly smile, and the rest you already know. When I woke up, my head was literally pounding. Of course, the creep had put something in my glass. Tom had bagged everything he could find, and now he was about to flee the scene of the crime with his girlfriend. I used you to steal your family's money. I felt so sorry for myself. But wanting to rip that bastard to shreds helped me pull myself together. Meanwhile, Tom and his girlfriend jumped in the car. I ran to my dad's office. The safe was open, and there were bills scattered around. So that's why Tom was asking all those questions. He wanted the password to the safe, and apparently, he had succeeded. I rushed downstairs to the main entrance. I opened the doors and saw Tom's car heading for the gate. Well, I'd have to give chase. I wouldn't want to give up everything that belonged to my family that easily. But the tire of my car was flat again. It was in the same place it had been in the parking lot. Now I knew. Tom had a whole plan to lure me into his web. He slashed my tire outside the school, and that bouncer didn't just show up at the gym. Tom had sent him too. That bastard had to do everything he could to get me to like him. Well, he succeeded. He had me wrapped around his finger so easily. I ran out into the road in a panic. But all I had to do was to watch the crooks car leave the grounds of the mansion. Exhausted, I sat down on the pavement and wept bitterly. Suddenly, the sound of a police siren was heard somewhere nearby. This was my last chance to set things right. As I ran out the gate, I saw Tom and his girlfriend being detained by the police. Standing next to the police car was my Lily. My friend rushed toward me. Are you okay? I am now. Did you call the cops? Yes, right after the call. We hugged. I was so grateful to Lily for being there for me. You're lucky. The robber took a long time with the safe and didn't have time to get away, said the policeman who came up to us. Thank you, officer. I walked over to the patrol car. Tom was sitting in the backseat handcuffed. He looked at me with eyes full of hate. I smiled and waved. The police left, and Lily and I went back to my place to celebrate my rescue. By the way, that story had taught me something. After I'd almost lost everything, I realized that I was worthless on my own. So it's time for me to change. I'm learning to be kinder and better, and Lily's helping me do that. What life events made you change? It would be great if you could tell me your story in the comments. And don't forget to like this video and subscribe to the channel. Bye!